0: Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So
1: close to the Raiders! Kemper Party would be
2: inappropriate. Oh. He's done. It.
0: He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind, behind the limelight. limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the official Raiders podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. My name's Ben Pollock, I'm your host. Joining me this week, as always, the Raiders media team, Tom Logan and John Croyder. Guys, another great uh, week for the Green Machine, Uh, a little win there up in uh, Townsville against the Cowboys under pretty trying circumstances, lots of travel, but got the job done.
3: Yeah, let's be honest, it probably wasn't as pretty as we would have liked, but that doesn't matter because we've got the two points and it's a pretty tough ask to go up there and
0: Get, get the win. Yeah, the Cowboys uh, really dug in there, John. will talk about that game uh, very uh, soon. And we'll also preview the Round 13 clash against the Penrith Panthers. First up, though, uh, it's time to go around the horn. Yeah, plenty of news happening uh, here at Raiders HQ, the Huawei Raiders Centre this week. And it all sort of started with the announcement uh, that Kurt Baptiste will be returning uh, to the club uh, on a training contract for the remainder of the season. The details of that will be that uh, Kurt will be available for selection if we do lose another p- player in his position, which is in, the, in that hooker role. So if uh, Saliva Avili or Tom Starling gets injured, then Kurt can come into the frame uh, for selection. Uh, John,
2: uh, a good signing uh, you know, in that position for the remainder of the year. Yeah, it's a really good move by um, Pete Maholland. I feel like he's been doing really well in, th- in that regards just having someone that can come in and, and do a job if, if needed, they've got experience, we've blooded a lot of young players but we were at a, um, if Lever or Tom had an injury of any sorts, we we didn't really have any depth after that just because obviously they were the depth for Hodjo as well so really good to have a little bit more depth there, NRL experience and can come and do the job. and done a great job in the past for us.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Tom, he's not only a player that's got good experience, but he's familiar with the way the club operates. He's worked um, with Ricky Stewart before uh, in in that capacity, uh, and he's um, proven he's a a solid performer at NRL level.
3: Yeah, it's great to have Kurt back at the club. Ricky obviously definitely knew sort of the character that Kurt was and had no hesitation in bringing him back into the team club environment. Uh, It's just great to – it'll be great to see him back at the club. You know, a lot of memories – uh, when we announced him, that we were, he was coming back to the club. There were a lot of memories that came up of, you know, just sort of his, you know, I guess sort of runs from dummy half over the try line. I think late in 2016 that happened quite quite often, so it's great to have Kurt back.
0: Yeah, PNG International, so hopefully a few of those PNG fans listening uh, will climb on board the green machine now that we've got Kurt back on board. Uh, talking about injuries this week, um, some positive news Um with the return of Charns, Nicol Clockstad and Michael Oldfield into the squad this week. Unfortunately, Semi Valame uh, will miss um, three to four weeks with a, a medial uh, ligament injury to his knee. But John, um, you know, having Charles and, and Michael Oldfield back, uh, two you know, wonderful additions
2: to the squad. And it's nice to start seeing some players coming back from injury. Yeah, it's nice to be talking about injuries in a positive way for once. It <laughs> feels like it's been a while. We had, obviously, um, two guys come back last week, two guys... Come back this week. Who's coming back the week after?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's hope we get some more back. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you look at the injury list, um, you know, Josh Hodgson, Bailey Simonson both confirmed that they'll miss the remainder of the season. You've got um, Emre Gula, um, is probably in calculations to come back at some stage before the season ends, but uh, you would think that Corey Horsburgh and C.S. Oliola are probably long shots to, to make it back this year, although they'll be doing everything they can to, to do that. Um, you know, realistically, they're probably going to struggle to make it uh, for the regular season anyway and would be deep into a finals run if they uh, were to come back. So, look, um, at the moment I think we're pretty close to um, the available troops that we'll have for the rest of the year, but it's great to see um, both Chance and Michael Oldfield back in uh, this week. The other big news um, uh, this week was the launch of the Black Dog Institute charity jersey uh, alongside Huawei that we'll be wearing uh, against the Broncos in round 14. John, and once again... Uh, partnering with a major sponsor to promote a very good cause.
2: Yeah, wawa have done a really good job over the last six years really giving uh, different charities around Canberra and Australia uh, a platform to really showcase what, what they're doing for the community in a way that people can um, donate and the way that the Raiders can uh, raise money as well through jersey auctions as well. So I know that a lot of the boys are uh, really excited to wear that jersey against the Broncos and also looking forward to um, raise awareness for mental health as well.
0: Yeah, mental health is a very big part of uh, society, Tom, not only in rugby league, but generally. And, you know, with the year that everybody's had uh, in 2020 uh, outside of rugby league with um, coronavirus and everything that's gone on, mental health's a really important issue. And it's great to see uh, Huawei jumping on board uh, to help support a wonderful cause like the Black Dog Institute.
3: Yeah, it's it, again, just echoing what John said, it's fantastic to see. Um, obviously, 2020 has has been quite probably the most challenging year that not just, I guess, a, s- a particular demographic, but also just the whole world have faced in terms of adversity. So uh, I think it's probably quite appropriate that
2: Huawei is supporting the Black Dog Institute in this round. And yeah. I think, like, also it's pretty important just because, you know, across... Um, like, statistically, across a, an NRL squad of 30 people, like, around the world, it's one in five people have um, mental health uh, issues. So in a, t- a rate is thirty. If you're just breaking it down statistically, that would mean six people out of 30 would be struggling. So it's a very common issue and it's a really good thing to be able to yeah. talk about. Yeah, keep an eye on the Raiders website and social media
0: channels over the next week. Uh, you'll find out lots about uh, what the club's doing for that round in conjunction with Huawei and also how you can uh, bid for those jerseys worn in that match against the Bronco through allbids.com.au. Round 12, the Cowboys, the Raiders, 14-12 to the Green Machine up there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Our first trip to that venue, uh, speaking to a few players afterwards, Tom, very impressed with the facilities, but the surface was a bit tricky up there and and I think we saw that uh, during the game, plenty of players slipping over and and falling around up there. So um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, always a tough assignment up there in Townsville and, and great to come away with the win.
3: Yeah, definitely. We noticed quite early on in the first, I think it was 10 minutes, that the field sort of started chopping up quite a bit, which isn't a great sign. However, you know, luckily we came out of that relatively unscathed, but obviously disappointing to lose Semi in that game, however. But um, great to get the two points. Um, it wasn't our probably most clean performance, but, you know, I don't think Ricky Stewart will mind.
0: Yeah, let's talk about John the right edge in that game. Um Sensational uh, combination there from the weekend, from George Williams uh, through John Bateman, Curtis Scott and Nick Kotrick. Uh, they seemed to look a lot comfortable with each other and, and it probably had a lot to do with uh, the fact that John Bateman was back in that position and, and helping to shore things up defensively and I thought he combined really well with Curtis Scott, which is what we talked about last week, those two being able to bounce off each other.
2: Yeah, you'd be pretty happy with your prediction coming, coming oh, through as Oh, did I get well? one right last week? <laughs> <laughs> Our Raiders podcast first. <laughs> um, but I really thought Batty um, was outstanding because, as we all know, he can play eyes-up footy. He knows, what's, he knows what's going on, but he's really solid in defence. He's that competitor, and he really shored up the defence and really laid a platform to us attack down that, down that right edge. Curtis was outstanding. I really liked – I know that he scored the try, but I think the thing I was most impressed with was just his hands for that ball to Nick as Nick was going down mm-hmm. for that first try. That was a really good catch pass. Uh, I was super impressed by that. And then, yeah, nearly all of our attacks were going down that right edge. And I, I wouldn't say that's been the case for most of this season. We, our left edge has been really solid, and our, our right edge um, has had a lot of changes in personnel. But that was – Really solid, and I'm really excited about seeing how they go against the Panthers too. Tom,
0: first thoughts on Corey harawira Um Very strong in his first uh, performance with the footy, and um, learning a lot of lessons there and on how the Raiders defend. And I'm sure he'll be better for the run this weekend. Oh, definitely. It's
3: it's it's unbelievable having a player of Corey harawira Ira's quality in our side. Um, you know, it's always going to be a tough ask for him to come on and you know make your debut. He probably wouldn't have had a whole a huge amount of training, I guess. Um, leading up to this week, but however, you know he put in a pretty, pretty decent shift, and Corey's only going to get better as the season goes on.
2: How good were his carries? They're
0: very strong <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a big guy we talked about this last week he's a big yeah. human like he's got a, a physical presence out there which is what you want mm. uh, in your forwards in um, particularly if he's going to play in the middle of the field uh, this year which seems to be the case uh, let's talk about the roller coaster ride that was Jordan Rapper performance on the weekend <laughs> uh, every time the ball went near him or was a, a defensive play um, he seemed to pop up it was just um, it was one of those performances where um, you just didn't know what to expect and and that's the way rapper plays he, he plays um, he plays a pretty confident brand of footy.
3: My favourite moment was when he, I think he picked the ball up just our outside sort of our in goal and um, he sort of like did a little kick and chase to himself down the sideline. <laughs> I think that um, raised a few eyebrows and probably gave <laughs> a few Raiders fans a bit of a heart attack but no, I thought Rapper really sort of, he finished very strong to the game and you know, I think the stats reflected that. I
2: reckon that um, kick and chase actually would have pulled off, like his foot was in touch but if. If that what was in, I reckon that actually would have um, turned out. He all was right. away. He was yeah, away. Well,
0: they had the, the benefit of the advantage, I suppose, with that uh, knock on from the Cowboys. I'm not sure if that if that was in, it might have been play on because um, if like you know, depending on what happened, sometimes if you play too far forward, your advantage goes. But yeah. um, look, he, he definitely doesn't die wondering, Jordan Rapuner. And I thought he had a great game. He he said afterwards in the coverage that he didn't think he played very well, but um, I thought he was fantastic and and did a really good job. Um, filling in for Chance Nickel clockstad So well done, Rapper, uh, and well done to the boys for picking up that win. Let's have a listen to what Coach Ricky Stewart had to say after that performance.
2: From our point of view, very scrappy. I thought we were very loose in uh, uh, a lot of our footy, and we were very lucky to win. Probably uh, probably didn't deserve, well, We did. I don't think we deserved to win, but we found a way to win at the end, and that was the, I suppose, the important thing, and uh from my point of view I suppose it's nice not to have a uh, uh, a loss to jolt you into back into a bit of uh, gear uh, in, into gear I mean uh, it's a hard road trip up here you know a lot of the games are watched this week uh, with the the Cowboys opposition teams they haven't started well it was a big part of our plan this week to to start well and um I think we had to defend three sets of six straight away with a six again and a penalty and it was, uh, so you're on the back foot straight away. Yeah, there
0: he is, Raiders coach Ricky Stewart, uh, after that win over the Cowboys. Probably not the team's most impressive performance of the season, but they got the win, and that's all that matters. Round thirteen and a trip to Penrith to take on the Panthers at Panther Stadium, and this uh, match, guys, has the hallmarks of an absolute classic. Penrith absolutely flying on top of the ladder, and the Raiders, you know, putting three back-to-back wins together. Um, It's going to be the match of the round again, and once again, a seven-thirty Saturday night um, game that seems to be the focus of uh, the NRL. Yeah,
3: I can't wait for this one. Penrith are absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, They put Manly to the sword last week. Nathan Cleary probably had his best game so far this season. Uh, the, the battle in the halves actually is quite interesting, obviously with Cleary and Williams. They're probably the most two-form halves at the moment in the competition going up against each other. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Whenever we play Penrith, in I guess in recent years, it's always been a classic.
0: Yeah, there's that rivalry that extends right back um, to the early 90s and we've, uh, we touched on this uh, through Raiders.com.au this week. It is the 30th anniversary of the 1990 Grand Final Premiership winning team. Uh, the Raiders uh, when they beat the Panthers uh, in that season so uh, a little bit of nostalgia heading into this game of course they played again in 1991 in the grand final which the Panthers won and that rivalry uh, John has, seems to continue um, over the years and, and most recently we've, we've had some absolute classics against the Panthers.
2: Yeah we have and there's always been a lot of points in this game traditionally as well so I was having a little look through some uh, statistics I love, love my stats um, and <laughs> We actually played the Panthers the most out of any other NRL side, 77 times, 38 wins apiece, one draw. So um, historically there's not much separating the sides and in in recent years as well it hasn't been much separating. We got two wins last year but I think Penrith are definitely um, a different team this year.
0: Yeah, they seem to have plenty of points in them and uh, they've probably come up against a couple of teams recently where points have come pretty easily for them but uh, I think the way that the Raiders have been defending over the past sort of month um, it'll be a different sort of uh, assignment for them. It'll be interesting to see um, if they try and come at us through the middle or on the edges. We know that they've got the, the likes of um, Kickow out on that edge and I think that uh, the young Stephen Crichton is a, is a player of the future as well for them in the centre. So plenty of strike for the Panthers. Uh, John, where do we have to be at our best uh, to get the win this weekend?
2: I think we've really got to win. Our right edge has to beat their left edge. That's where Kickow's playing. Kickow bateman that was a great battle in Wagga last year. I um, I think Bateman might have got the points, but he did have an injury at the end of it as well. So that's going to be a really good battle. As you said, Crichton playing outside of Kikau as well, up against Scott, who's in some form as well. So that's going to be really big. And then as uh, Tom said earlier as well, just Cleary and Williams, just having that creativity, building some pressure, repeat sets, that's what's going to win this game. I think there'll be quite a bit of a battle in the middle as well with Fisher Harris, he's been
3: outstanding for them so far. So Papa and Nami, you know, they're going to have a job on their hands too.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, along with uh, Apikoros, for me, is uh, the key for Penrith. He's been um, probably one of their best players uh, alongside Nathan Cleary and, uh, and Young Crichton all season. So uh, that's going to be a tough ask for us. Uh, Tom Starling, um, a guy that's come off the bench for us uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, spoke to the media this week, and this is what he said about coming up against the Panthers on Saturday night. Yeah, it's a really good matchup. Um, there's some good matchups across the park. Um, it's going to be a really tough game. It's going to be, I think, it's going to be a really exciting game. Hopefully, get a nice dry, dry uh, track out there so we can see some good open footy. There he is, Tom Starling, and I just love his enthusiasm um, and his absolute uh, keenness to get out there and, and play some footy and. Um, he's been a real breath of fresh air um, like we said he's, um, he's a different style of player to Josh Hodgson but he, he's come in over the last uh, couple of weeks and done a great job.
2: Yeah his minutes seem to be increasing as well playing that 50 to 60 minutes um, at hooker I thought he really provided a much needed spark uh, when he came on against the Cowboys I thought Lever was doing a really good job but uh, Starler just added just a little bit of a spark for some fresh legs and then Lever came on and had a great stint in the middle too so uh, really impressed by Starlow's input. Yeah, can't wait for this one up there at Penrith Stadium. Saturday night. Uh, if
0: you can't make it, check it out on Fox Sports or KO. <laughs> All right, podcast predictions. As we mentioned earlier, uh, I'm claiming last week, so I had two. I had uh, Curtis Scott to score, which he did. also had him for a try assist to Nick Kotrick. And although he didn't get the try assist, he was instrumental in putting that putting Nick away for that try, so I'm taking the point next week. Nothing for you two. Let's have a look at this week, Tom. Let's uh, see what you've got to say for this one.
3: Well, speaking of the the battle between our right and the the Panthers left, I've just got a feeling John Bateman's going to come. We, we know he loves the big occasion, Batty, so I've just got a feeling he's going to really re- relish that battle against
2: uh, Kikau, and I've just got a feeling he's going to score a try. I'm going to one-up you, so I really think that's going to be a key battle, as I already said, so To beat Kakao, we need to really um, make him work hard in defence. My prediction, Kakao to make 35 tackles, Bateman to score a try, George Williams to score a try. Jeez, that's a very... (laughs) That's so obscure. That's very specific.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go for something uh, a little bit more simple. Um, I think that... Um, for a big man, his try-scoring rate's phenomenal uh, and he just seems to have been continuing it this year. So I'm going to say that Joshua Parley's going to get one of his trademark uh, tries close to the line um, to get us into a position to win the game. So I'm going for Papa to crush over this weekend. Joining us on the Behind the Lomelot podcast this week is Raiders forward Kai O'Donnell. Kai, uh, good to have a chat to you, mate. Uh, first of all, we'll touch on... Ah, uh, the big debut a few weeks ago. Run us through uh, the week leading into that one and what it was like for you.
1: It was, it was probably the best week of my life. It was um pretty surreal, like um seeing like the opportunity come across. Like we had dropped a lot of players, and um I know I was crossing my fingers leading up to it, but and then when um I saw the camera get set up at training and um Ricky sat us all down. Yeah, it all sunk in, and it's just a dream come true.
0: So did you know before that moment that uh, you were going to play? Had you had any sort of an inkling that you might be selected or was that a surprise for you?
1: Um, it was a surprise. Um, I had Josh Papali tipping me up a bit, but I don't know if he was taking a piss or not, but <laughs> yeah, that's about it.
0: What was the feelings like when you were you know, sitting on that mat and it sort of sunk in that um, you were going to play your first game? I know you got up and had a chance to speak to the group, but what was going through your head when you found out?
1: Uh, my heart dropped, I just had heaps of emotions, I, I don't know, I felt like crying and uh, smiling at the same time, it was a weird feeling, but I was over the moon.
0: A lot of people talk about making their debut as um, you know, one of the most special moments of their career, and obviously for a young guy like yourself who has had that opportunity now, does it sort of um, make you reflect on all the hard work that's gotten to where you are um, to get you into that position?
1: Yeah, it has, it just, it's just made it all worth it, just um, all the sacrifices that you... You have to go through to get here, and all the hard work—it's just, it's just so rewarding and relieving at the same time that it has come true.
0: Let's go back then to where it all began for you. Give us a bit of a bit of background on, uh, firstly, where you're from and and where you grew up, and and how you started playing footy.
1: Um, I grew up in the with Sunday Bra- uh with Sundays, and I used to play for the with Sunday Brahmins. Um, started there in under elevens, and um, I don't know, just got. I uh, went through development in uh, Mackay and Townsville and, um, yeah, that's about it. And then I ended up moving down to the Gold Coast to play um, under-18s with the Burley Bears and ended up getting a, a small deal with the Titans and then playing the Q Cup when I was uh, 19 and then got the opportunity to come down to Canberra.
0: Very young guy coming to Canberra for the first time, uh, obviously being away from all your friends and family. What was it like in that, in that sort of first sort of stages for you when you first came down?
1: Yeah, it was pretty tough. There's not much. um, Coming from the Gold Coast, I don't reckon there was that much to do in Canberra. And the winter hit me pretty hard. Like training at night time in the winter was, um, yeah, something else. Never really had to deal with anything like that. But um, no, it was all worth it. Like such a good club, and um, just the boys. Like it was just, just an unreal bond there.
0: Obviously, Kai, uh, once you got settled in Canberra though, you found out that there, were, there was actually plenty to do here and you met lots of people and uh, and now you've had an opportunity to work your way into the NRL squad.
1: Yeah, it's just, um, oh, I love love being full-time. I just, I could spend all day here. <laughs> just being around the boys and that, it's just the, the best environment. And um, yeah, there's a lot more to do here and just most of the time you're just away traveling and footy anyway, so...
0: What's it been like for you um, training in these really uh, interesting times, I suppose? The, the, the debut was obviously a special moment, but um, obviously with the restrictions at the moment, it was a little bit different than other players in the past debut. How did you handle it with uh, being in that sort of environment where you couldn't closely celebrate with your family and friends?
1: Um, I, I didn't really mind it because I got to just focus on my game and there wasn't much outside pressure because I was just um, had nothing else to do but prepare, so... I honestly, didn't mind it.
0: Is it is it a, a good feeling uh, being around the group at the moment, knowing that um, you can come in and and do a good job for the team when you need it?
1: Yeah, it is. It's um, oh, the senior players have been such a help. They've um, they're always um, tipping me up and um, just showing me support and um, yeah, just it's just rewarding knowing that you're that close and um, that the team trusts in you to uh, be there when you needed.
0: A lot of people um, wouldn't know this, but during the pre-season you, you actually trained in a number of positions and you, uh, for a little part of it there, did some training at hooker just in case that was a position that you would need to be called on. Um, how did you enjoy that experience, um, you know, doing something a bit different in that situation?
1: Yeah, I don't mind hooker. I've played a little bit of it in the past, but it's just, um, I don't mind adding more strings to my bow, just, um, keep, especially in the middle too, just keeping busy the whole time. So, um, yeah, I don't mind it.
0: Mate, you had the chance to start the game uh, in that debut. You were named to, to come off the bench, but you actually started in that game. Did you, do you think that helped um, with the nerves a little bit, being able to go out there and, and not have to sit on the bench for an unknown time?
1: Yeah, definitely. I still blew out pretty quick. It was so fast. But, um, yeah, I'd prefer to, prefer to start and just, um, just get it done, get the first touch and the first tackle over and done with and settle into the game.
0: You had the opportunity to play a couple of games and – uh, and then obviously with some players returning from injury um, you remained in the extended squad uh, this weekend in particular what's Ricky Stewart said to you um, in terms of uh, where he sees you at the moment and where he wants you to get with your game?
1: Um, he, he just says um, just keep working hard just be ready because there's senior blokes like we have got international players just sitting there and um, I'm, I'm just a junior player so I've just got to wait my time and um, he just says, yeah, just stay fit, be ready, and um, your time will come.
0: One good thing uh, is in the situation that you're in at the moment is you're not in it alone. There's a lot of uh, players that you would have played um, junior football with uh, in the under-20s uh, in the squad at the moment. Has it been good to, to bounce ideas off those guys and, and share experiences with them?
1: Yeah, it's been pretty good because we've all um, pretty much come through together. And um, it's, it's good watching some of the, um, the boys from that 20 squad debut too, like um, Semi and Harley. It's just it's pretty good doing that together.
0: What was it like um, to share the experience with them as well? I suppose because um, both Harley and Semi made their debut um, two weeks in a row after you did. Uh, did they come to you for any advice uh, before that game?
1: No, no, they didn't. Um, no, I think they just left it up to the senior players to do that. I just, um, I just told them that it's uh, just like a normal game.
0: Mate, is it about now? Um, focusing on the rest of the season keeping yourself here uh, keeping yourself fit ready to go and if you are called upon again uh, coming out with that same sort of enthusiasm and, and taking the opportunities when they present themselves
1: yeah that's correct yeah I'm just um I'll say fit and strong and um as soon as my opportunity's there I'll be ready to take it again
0: mate you've done a wonderful job so far and I really appreciate you having a chat to us and uh, good luck for the rest of the season and, uh, and if we see you back out there again, I'm sure you'll give it everything you got. Thanks for having a chat to us today. Cheers, thank you. There he is, Kai O'Donnell, having a chat to us uh, in this edition of Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week.